0: Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts podcast. I'm Kristen Chadwick, your host. And today we are continuing on with our month of May, just celebrating women, our womanhood, and also continuing to talk about connection with each other. And as you know, we have been talking a lot about pursuing connection in different relationships. And one thing that has come up for me that I really wanted to dig in on as you just, a uh, a person who is speaking into your life, who is, um, man, learning this the hard way, (laughs) learning this, uh, through my relationships with my kids, with my husband, being a leader, being a coach. And the topic is connection while someone around you is suffering, whether that's somebody who you really love and is in close proximity to you, or that somebody that you're leading through mentorship, or in a Bible study, or in a friendship. I really wanted to hit on this topic of how do you sit with someone who is suffering? And I want to go back and really just say that this has been a whole process for me. As a woman, I so deeply feel for people that come to me with hurts and pains, especially in coaching and to just sit with them in that process has been such a muscle to grow for myself. It's been a muscle to grow in our friendships, in marriage groups, in our time with the people that are closest with us in community. It's been a huge growth in my parenting. That right there, I'm still real, real on a steep incline, (laughs) getting there with learning to sit through suffering. And what is beautiful is the way that the Lord has shown me this has really been through reading how he responded to people that came to him with suffering. He was with them. Granted, we cannot read the pauses that happened in the moments in the Bible, when Jesus, I just think about the, the lady that comes and he touch, she touches the edge of his garment and he notices and he says, who touched me? And I can imagine that in that scene, when this woman who had been suffering for a decade of some kind of bleeding disease and she was desperate and Jesus's witness with her was everything. It had him turn and focus on her, and I love that. I love the <laughs> um, the beauty of Jesus's presence. Another thing that the Lord really has shown me lately has been how he has held a um a place for We don't, we aren't called to not ever not suffer. We are called to hold the cup of suffering well. So just like when Jesus was in the garden and he was, he knew he was going to the cross to suffer and he begged the father if there was any other way. But instead he chose to drink from this cup of suffering And there's a beautiful picture there of he went to the father. He laid out all of his emotions. He laid out the burden and was present with that. And he held that well, and he actually had the strength to go through it. And we can learn something from Jesus as always, and just how we can connect with others through sitting with them in the suffering. As I mentioned, we were talking about, you know, celebrating our femininity, our womanhood in the month of May. And one of the things we do as compassionate beings is we can tend to try to fix it. But what we really need to do as a friend who is suffering, whether it's grief or trouble in their home or in their marriage, or our child had a rough day, there are things that we can do instead of offering a solution that can actually speak more volumes than ever offering a solution. And I wanted to share some of those with you as we look at how Jesus held space for suffering and, and the beauty of how we can do that in our friendships and our relationships around us. So one is holding space, allowing space for people to process. Maybe it's with your husband. Maybe we need to keep our mouth quiet for longer than five minutes so that he can process. For me, that's a big one. I'm a big verbal processor, especially with my husband In particular. And so to retrain myself to be quiet and not to fill the space is impactful for our marriage and our intimacy. So holding space. The second thing is being okay with quiet. When somebody has shared something really hard, and there's a lot of big, moments in the sharing, it's okay to sit and be quiet, because this is a precious time for processing. Maybe in their own thinking and their own processing internally, it's space for them to really dive deeper, go further in, think about what they have just said. And so when we allow for space for quiet, We allow for that space for them to go deeper into it. Another thing is be okay with emotions. This is something that I've really learned in therapy with validating big emotions and being okay and not having, um, you know, pulling back because, ooh, anger is hard Or grief is hard. And being okay with those tears. Remember, our goal is to come alongside and to be with someone, not necessarily fix it. So when we see one of our friends crying, it's okay for them to cry. It's okay to sit with them. And then validating, it kind of goes hand in hand, validating that experience for them. We will actually never know fully what it's like to be another human being, and yet at the same time, we can mirror what they are feeling and validate that. One of the things that we learned in this therapy that we have gone through is using the phrase, that makes sense, blank, and... or. Uh, okay, that makes sense, blank, given that, blank, and blank. So, like for our, with our kids, this is an example. It makes sense that you're upset given that your brother just took your remote control. And what's a better way that we could have handled that solution or that situation? Or maybe. It would work with um, a spouse who is venting about his day. Like, that makes sense that it was really frustrating for you when there was a miscommunication in the office, given that you really value communication. And what ways can I support you? Or, and what ways are you learning? So as you can see, that validating is really important because it actually says to someone, I see you and I hear you. And like I've talked about before, I really think the core of everyone is they want to be known, they want to be seen, and they want to be heard and belong and to be loved. So what more validating to our own hearts and reconnecting with our own hearts than to see somebody validate your experience or their experience. I know for me in my own journey and my own processing, when I couldn't connect with my own heart, I really looked to the other person as a mirror of how I should feel because I was so disconnected disconnected with my emotions, the way that they responded was like a mirror to myself to see, oh, that actually was really painful by, because I can see it on your face reflecting what you just heard. Another way that we can really just come alongside side somebody in the midst of suffering is to don't rush in and fix the problem. We can have all sorts of solutions, and sometimes those are needed. And I'm sure you've heard on marriage talks or um, that the wife just wants to be heard, but I think that we really do this um, intensely with friends, as women, with our kids, especially. We come in and and try to fix the problem. Maybe somebody is going through... um, you know, cancer or, or they're really struggling in their health and they're really frustrated about it. Granted, there are times when you can offer solutions and then there are times when that's not what's needed at all. They just want to feel heard and seen that the struggle is real. The last thing that I want to hit on is to be curious And to ask questions. And the reason being because when we start to act curious or we become curious and we ask questions, we throw judgments out the window. And we become more in tune with what is the Holy Spirit doing in their life. And it's not our job to fix it. And it's our job to draw out what internally is going on with them, whether it's a friend, a child, a husband. So when someone you love is going through a hard season or they're suffering, whether it's health or mental health, I encourage you to take note of these ways that are gentle, um, Gentle reminders to whoever it is that you're sitting with that they matter, their voice matters, their story matters, and that they are seen, heard, known, loved, and they belong with you. It's okay to be okay with the mess. Our brains are wired in such a way that we want to tie it up and not have any loose ends. And yet what we need most in our friendships and our relationships is someone to sit with you and to not necessarily tie up those loose ends. And that's beautiful. All right. Today is a shorter episode, but I just wanted to put that out there. And just encourage you that you can do this. You can be that friend for somebody. You can be that mom for your child that just needs to vent. And you can be there for your husband as well so that he can feel seen, heard, and known. If you guys want to find out more, send me a message. You can find me on social media at Kristen Fields Chadwick on both Instagram and Facebook. Join me over in my private community on Facebook. I'd love to have you on there. And remember, I am always here to help coach you through and to, to just create transformation in your life. I would love nothing more to than to do that. All right. Thanks guys. And have a great day. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.